Exhale podcast where suffocating stops and healing begins. I'm your girl Del Roselgado and I'm your girl Tanya Linton. And welcome back. I mean, I know you guys missed us last week and we apologize. Again, we apologize. Life just happened, but we're here. We missed you guys, but we're here. We, did. we are here. So, Tony, anything interesting happened this week? I mean, I'd like to catch up with you before we get into the topic. You know, to be honest with you, it's really it has just been school. So, I guess that is what happened this week. School happened. You know, but I'm, I'm taking it a day at a time. How about you, though? How has this week been? Um, I would say the same, to be honest. A lot is going on in terms of school, trying to finish this semester strong. You know, so... For me, that's what happened this week. But I mean, quick question though: How did you enjoy your three days of darkness? <laughs> you know, very honest with you, Delarose, I literally stayed up until like five o'clock in the morning, and I didn't, I didn't do it deliberately. I was just on my phone, and I looked through the window, and I was like, "Oh, there's light! Wow, <laughs> amazing!" And I figured probably. Probably they got the dates messed up, you know, so probably it's tomorrow and not today. I was really just messing around with it, honestly. Yeah, I was but yeah, I was kinda waiting on it then, you know. I, I guess I guess when when they say that they, they get word from the Lord, they should just inquire, you know, to see if it is if it is legit. It's only a simple cause like Still up the funny three days, right? They were doing three days. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly. Probably not reach Jamaica. <laughs> they know we're smart. Probably just overlook it. Right? Yeah, yeah but I mean, I've been thinking about it from week and I wanted to ask you about it. Because I know last week, or not last week, but the week before we were talking. The last time. So, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to follow up with it and so on. So, girl. Right into it. I mean, we have a great topic this week. Quite trivial, but I mean, go into it. So, give the people a disclaimer for this week because you know, this was <laughs> all right. So, um, my lovely, my lovely listeners, just, just a disclaimer here this is a trigger topic, you know, and we are not here to bash anybody. We're not here to make anybody feel bad or feel small about themselves. We are really just bringing light to the whole topic. And as, as, our, as our podcast says, you know, exhaling begins and suffocating stops. However, if, if at any point in time when you are listening to us, you feel any form of trigger, you feel uneasy, you feel like it's getting a little bit too real for you, it is okay to stop listening to the podcast at any time because I promise this is not one of those easy pills that you swallow this is not one of our giggly geek podcasts this is this is real stuff this is this is hard stuff yeah so just a disclaimer 
But now you guys may be wondering, okay, disclaimer, but we don't hear what it's about. But this week we'll be discussing suicide inside the church. That's what we're looking at this week. So, Tonya, can you go ahead and give the per- per- the, our listeners some background on this? Sure. So, um, if you're not aware, um, suicide is basically the act of taking one's life. That's basically what suicide is. And suicidal behavior refers to talking about or taking actions related to endings one's life. And that's basically what suicide is. Some key facts about suicide is that close to 800,000 people die every year by the means of suicide. And for every suicide, there are many more people who attempt suicide every year. So 800,000 is just the people that actually go through with it. But there are a whole lot of other people who have tried and probably they would have failed. Suicide is the third leading cause of death in 15 to 19 year olds can i say that again please suicide is the third leading cause of death in children who are 15 to 19 years old and that guys i don't i don't even think that this is something that i can swallow and let, let us just get a little bit contextual here. In Jamaica, in, in this 50, 40 to 50 people every year commit suicide. And the thing with, with that, it is, not, it is not subjected to a specific age. You have from the youngest being 13 to the oldest being, um, I think the oldest last year was a 75 year old so yeah oh it, it it's real it's it's real it happens it's the oh, i think i heard about i think i heard about an eight-year-old i think it was not last year the year before who had committed suicide i mean that I, broke my heart and then it's important i thought to see the whole trend about the girl in africa that committed suicide this week because mm-hmm. she was being bullied Wow, yes, tell me a little girl. bit about that, Tanya. I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, I don't want to disclose her name, but she's a young girl in Africa, and apparently she had some friends that bullied her. And I guess they're not friends. It's just a little school over there that bullied her, and she was she got into a fight. And then the, the, the um, principal and the people there in charge did not even give her a chance to explain herself. So she wrote a letter, you know, she wrote a letter, saying that um this is what this is what you guys push me to and she said she wrote in a letter that her soul is not sleeping in peace so she does not want anybody to post her picture saying rest in peace because she's not resting in peace she is troubled she she is literally at the end of herself and she wrote it she said she gives up and she committed suicide just like that and the same listen the same school of kids that bullied her were the same school of kids that afterwards went on a march to represent her and i'm like what i'm like <laughs> i mean wow the realities of suicide that we 
we'll get into that in a minute. We'll get Jeez, oh my god, like I'm just thinking about it. I'm saying, and it's a little For girl, I'm not your soul. Mm-hmm. I'm not a one of 15, 16 year old. She's probably like 10, 11. 10? Tanya? 10? Yes, 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 yes. We really don't we really don't know what people are going through. And mm. I think here in Jamaica, we think that mental health or mental illness is just for older persons. But can you imagine your 10-year-old going through something like this? And then going through with it, you know, it's not it's not just a matter of thinking it. It's a matter of being being at that place where you actually go through with it. You actually kill yourself. It's crazy. Wow. And I don't think people take this 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 topic. People, I don't think people take it as seriously as it should be taken. You know, especially in the church, it's such a taboo topic because oh, people like people and oh, listen, listen. Yeah, I think when it comes on to, to this kind of topic, we over spiritualize everything, right? Right, I mean, this week I was reading an article on um, this, this pastor, I don't remember his name right now, but who had killed himself. But it's like his father had made a comment saying that in the church we don't talk about these topics, we are more like the demonized persons who have, right. you know illnesses or are suffering or struggling with suicidal thoughts and he said his comment was we will never demonize um just perfect phrasing we'll never demonize somebody who says they have leukemia or hyper um hypertension we'll pray for them but when you come on to persons who have mental illnesses we shun it and we we put it in the corner it doesn't get as much attention as it should and that is why at this point you are a lot of persons struggle with mental illnesses in the church and afraid to speak up because they feel that people are just going to shove them under the carpet and just going to say they're seeking attention and whatsoever else so i think it's so important that we bring this to light at this point honestly and you know made it so much more impactful that rose this pastor was um was was an advocate he was a mental health advocate this yeah. pastor was counseling over what should i say over 500 persons yeah he had a mental struggle who struggled with suicidal thoughts and to see him after wow. literally just after going on a pulpit and telling people that do not give up he went ahead and he was like i cannot do this anymore and it is it is so frustrating because it is i don't know if you know i mean i can tell you because i'm on that side of the ocean where it is so much harder for pastor to talk about this it is okay yeah. remember it's okay i'm struggling with this but as a pastor you are a superhuman you feel nothing you understand nothing you are one of god archangel and you're, you're not go through them someday and if you ever dare say you're going no. through them something you're not ready you're not ready you're not real i mean what what's wrong with you you're going through god i don't understand and you preach I, I don't understand and yeah you and you preach what are, what, are, what are you saying what are you doing that is a kind of judgment thoughts and, and, and comments from, from young persons in the congregation that they, they, they pass or shepherd only God can help us I keep saying this every week and it's so true only God generous. only God honestly yeah that's so true though 
that is so true but i mean once you get into the means oh once you get into the means matter i mean we, we've been going around it and i feel like we've already gone into the conversation sure but, uh, i know i'll talk about what actually leads people to to commit suicide you understand um i was reading article this week and it was telling us that people commit suicide for all different reasons and right. one of the things is persons who suffer with mental health illnesses are at a higher risk of committing suicide these mm-hmm. these mood disorders include schizophrenia depression anxiety bipolar disorder things mm-hmm. like those disorders like those because people are more likely to um commit suicide but outside mental health disorders um there are other things or other factors that contribute to persons first of all having suicide thoughts and then actually carrying out the act and some of them can be like family disturbances family issues right, know, right. problems at work i mean losing a job almost anything can bring a person to that point of saying i am done i want to give up I mean, even persons who are suffering with long, long, long haul dis- diseases at some point feel like, you know, I just want to end this. And right. people who are going through abuse feel like they want to end it as well. And sometimes you just get up and when you think about your life and what you think your life should have been, and it's not, you're just saying, my life doesn't make any sense. And especially when persons are in a rut, uh, they feel like they want to just give up. I think also, like, I think it is important that we we allow people to understand and our listeners to understand that anything can push somebody to suicide. Anything. And the simplest of things and can. There is this taboo that says people look at you and be like, oh my God, you're this and you're that. You have nothing to be sad about. You have nothing to be depressed about. Yeah. People handle emotions and things differently. And what you can handle what is okay with you might not be okay with somebody else right so we have to understand that anything and everything can push anybody to committing suicide because it is how you interpret and internalize that right so you have to be very 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 careful and of course we know that the enemy himself has a hand in this as well of course but, of course, of course. But, i mean people need to understand that anything anything can push you to that kind of place i you know what is also true though if a person who really don't have a support system like they don't have good friends they don't have good family they they yeah they tend to 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 think on these things so much to the point where you know they just feel like they want to end it and on the contrary you have persons who have a great support system but they just feel like they they are alone they feel like they just cannot do this anymore and they just want to end everything yep it's just the truth of the matter as you would say as you had said before anything can lead anybody to, to suicide and it doesn't necessarily have to be anything drastic it really doesn't have to be anything drastic it can be anything at all anything at exactly all. that's why the bible tells us to guard your mind guys yeah guard your mind because anything can happen in it it's really just a matter of how you interpret it how you think on it how you internalize it how you allow it to affect you and then that that is where everything starts spiraling that's true that's true and as i said before this is a christian podcast and so we link everything back to christian 
and especially as young persons we, we try to link it back to um being a young person in in christmas and one of the things that stood up for me that what you said from the fact sheet was 15 to 19 year olds which is really a target audience um the the, the, the third leading death leading death for them is is, is suicide <laughs> Let's think. Let's think about that. Let's let's now let's say that again. To allow that, and I mean I understand it because psychologically we are we are psychology uh, psychology students, right? So we know that between the ages of about fourteen to twenty one, the the young adult is literally trying to find themselves. You know, yeah. they're, they're they're stuck with this this um push and pull kind of thing where they're trying to understand who they are what are they doing here what is their purpose yada 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 and some of them get trapped there especially when they have external factors affecting them like depression or unstable family or, you know all of those things and so it's likely for them to lose themselves there because they're really yeah. they're really just trying to figure out what am I doing here and who am I yeah. honestly so actually, I understand the statistics, but it just shows that we have to be so careful and so tender with, with, with young people when they're at that stage. And it's crazy because the church is the complete opposite. When you are at that age in a church, oh my God, listen. Everybody's against you. Nobody wants to listen to you. And everything. Nobody take your opinion anything everybody thinks you have an attitude everybody thinks you're trying to seek attention at this age and what you're really doing is crying out for help we don't know who we are and we're asking for guidance um i remember one time uh, (laughs) i was going through something and i felt like i just couldn't be bothered i just i just wanted everything to end and i I didn't want to bring this up, but as we're here, I feel like we should talk a little bit about it. Go ahead. I remember when I was much younger and (laughs) I was going through something. I just, I just didn't know what to do. And I felt like I just wanted to end everything. And I said to a particular person from church that I I feel like I want to be in a coma for six months. Um, And even though it's not drastic to come out to say, um, I feel like I want to commit suicide, but it it, it, it tends to kind of lean on that side of wanting to be dead, wanting to not be mobile, wanting to be dormant. It leads to that, and the person's <laughs> the person's reply was, "Um, this doesn't sound like you," and they sent me a hug. Okay. <laughs> and. <laughs> I I I didn't know what to do with that because here I am pouring out to people asking you for help and basically I'm the brink of committing suicide and you're going to say this doesn't sound like you hugs. I think more church leaders need to be aware that a hug and this don't sound like you will not it should be more of an alarm. What what's going on in this person's mind? Why is it she at this point where she feels like she needs to be in a coma for months? Instead of interrogating or trying to figure out what the problem is, you shouldn't it by saying a hug is not going to help. And I think as we are here, that if we have any church leaders listening, do not do this. Try to figure out what the problem is because if 
it was not God on the side or if I don't even know why nothing ever happened but it's all God really that something could have happened or I could have done something to myself and that person would feel oh my god she poured out to me and I didn't say anything so as young people as we are here talking about young people there are young persons who are literally crying out for help uh, and you have different church leaders who literally just be like uh, they, 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 they like they're completely lost as to what and i think i think the reason for that is because um remember we are we are coming out of that kind of you know generation i grew up in a church i've literally been in the church all my life and i've me too evolved you know from a place where these topics are so taboo that you cannot even mention them so people really did not even know how to respond how do you respond to somebody who is going through this the church is evolving from that place to a place of acknowledging i see churches doing mental health seminars you know i see churches reaching out more to young people you know so i i can i can affirm that the church is not where it used to be but it is not where yeah that's true you get true true so we are so we're not bashing any church, but yeah, that's true though. But some people really don't know what to say in Adelaide, honestly. Some people, some people don't know what to do or what to say. Like, them completely lost to this whole thing. Like, them oblivious to it. Yeah. And I guess because of the generational gap, experience, what we experience in the church between the older generation and the younger generation, it's like they don't know how to, to fuse and to really gel. Because right now, I think a lot of young persons don't trust the leaders in church or they don't know how to, to, to really ask for help. And I think a lot of our young people are, are suffering with this. Like... We know that during adolescence is the years where, you know, they experience um, self-hate, right. they experience bullies, being bullied at school, and all these things will prey on their minds to the point where they think their life isn't worth anything and just feel like it's better to just go. Right, right. But, I mean, if any of our young persons are listening and feel like this, at this point, I would just want to tell you that your life matters and there's a reason why you are here. But we understand why you feel that right. way you feel. And you are valid to feel that way. But just know that it won't take away your pain. It will only add pain to other persons. Right. You're not a pain as you think you are. Trust me. You're not the pain you think that you really? are. You're more of a blessing. So keep that in mind as you listen. If you're still listening. Because I know a lot of persons may be like, you know, I don't even want to listen to this. <laughs> I don't want to listen to this. So yeah, so a lot of young persons are facing this, and the church don't know. Or the, well, the church is trying, trying at this point, trying to, to, to catch up with this mental health issue. Um, because sure, you may not commit suicide, but a lot of persons do suffer from having suicidal thoughts, and persons also struggle with self harm. So yes, it's a big thing. Well, actually, I think I read something somewhere that um, attempted suicide is a type of uh, of self harm. It actually is. It actually is. Suicide comes in um, three stages. Actually, you have the first stage where um, you 
start having thoughts about it this mm-hmm. age where you are not actually trying to kill yourself but you inflict pain upon yourself because of any reason or the other and then stage three would be the worst stage where you actually go through with it you actually plan out a suicide and you, you go through with it okay wow thank you for information sure. I mean but can I'm just I'm just really thinking about what this it starts from my thoughts you know it starts from my thoughts everything starts from my thoughts and that is why that is why we keep saying you see that is why I keep telling people it's not a demon right it's the enemy taking all of your insecurities everything that that makes you weak in your mind and turn it against you you are not possessed with a demon there's not a demon sitting inside of you the enemy is just using all the things that you fear all the things that break your heart all the things that allow you to cry yourself to sleep at night he's pushing it in your face and allowing you to think that this is it and this is going to be my life for the rest of my life and that Mm-hmm. it is not worth being here for isn't me so people mm-hmm. really need to stop saying that oh you are demon possessed and uh, it, it's really that's really not the case it, I just think it, it's a matter of persons being overly spiritualized in church because everything is a demon in church everything is a demon everything, in church um, you buck your toe it's a, a demon. demon something possesses you but I guess the church is coming to light to know that everything is not a demon. There are actually issues that go on in people's lives that drive them to this place. Are we not discounting that the enemy doesn't have a hand definitely in this? Does, but, but it is reality. It is true. It is happening. It is not a demon. But the truth of the matter is, it, 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 you have to deal with it. Everything is not prayed away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I but not everything is prayed away. You have to pray and apply. Pray and apply. Pray and apply. Understand? I think as a church, this is where we get it wrong. I was having a discussion with somebody from my from my school, and we were we were talking about the fact that deliverance is not just rolling on the floor and frothing and screaming out and bawling. It's what happens after. When you get up, is when you leave the altar. Yes, when you get up, leave the altar, take up your bag and go home. That's when things hit. That's when things really break it down. That is why, as you can see, you can have a pass at church, just finish worship, just finish preaching, and go home four days later and kill themselves because they have been struggling. And it doesn't matter how much you have a support system, everybody's vulnerable to suicide. It's painful to know that a pastor of all persons is... um wanting to commit suicide but they're persons and they struggle too we're human beings as well and i think we should do this as a separate topic pastors and mental health um struggles but we have to get a few parts to talk about right i don't think it'll just be all right but the truth of the matter is it's it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot tanya and we're trying to be as open so people's eyes can be open to this so, Darius, I have a question for you, you know, and um, probably you already expressed it, but um, do you have any specific um, 
experience with with being suicidal apart from the one that you just spoke about is there any other experience that you would like to share in that wow. specific place at a point and time in your life I'll go after you so so yeah yeah Tanya yeah I mean this this it sits home for me so I think that's why it's so easy not so easy to talk about because I'm kind of nervous as we talk <laughs> but um, I'm I'm not at that place currently so it's free to talk about but I can remember one instance I think I was 15 and I was struggling with how I looked and I was being bullied because of how I looked and I remember I sat in my also at that point my dad had left house so it was just my mom and my grandma and my brother and I was struggling with feeling abandoned here we go again abandoned <laughs> issues uh, <laughs> and at that point I just felt like I caused it I caused him to leave I was the one who was causing everything bad to go in my household because it's not like everything was terrible but things weren't as good as they are now and i felt it was my fault and i i had struggled with with with, with that feeling that everything that goes wrong is my fault even if it's not mine and i think over the years it played on me so much to the point where i sat in my mom's room with a knife at my throat wow and uh, this is it and I'm ending it today I don't care I've had enough I just want to be out of this world and I sat with the knife and I remember the time I had a boyfriend that called and he said what are you doing and I told him exactly what I was doing and he was saying no 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 you can't put on the knife and all was in my mind was I slit my throat and slit it if you stick it, everything will change and nobody's going to miss you you can stop being a burden on this earth and you know maybe this is the price you have to pay for being not enough and I sat with a knife and he taught me through it and he said no 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 we're not doing this we're not doing this we're not doing this and then <laughs> it must have been God it must have been where I put down the knife and and I left. But the thing is, persons were home. My grandma was home and my brother was home. And nobody would have known that. Because my mom's room is kind of closed off from everybody else. So nobody would have known. If I had done it, I would be there for hours before anybody could reach me. Or realize that I'm missing because I've always been by myself. And I liked being by myself because nobody understood me and so I felt like I needed to be by myself and that's like one of the the one of the near death or suicidal attempts that I <laughs> experienced um, but there were other instances where I used to take four to five pills and I'm talking about one of these pills can hit you out and make it drowsy yeah. for days. Three to four hours. I would I would just take them and go to sleep. And I would wake up nauseous. I would wake up uh, my head would be spinning. I wake up and I'm I'm weak. And all in my mind is why did this not work? Why am I not? Dead? Wow. 
I would, I would, I would hate on myself because you can't even do that right. You can't even commit suicide right. You know, so that played on me for years, and this all happened in high school. To be honest, one of the things that really stood out though was the fact that. <laughs> I thought I was going to die at 16, so I thought I was just going to help myself out. But I mean, when God has a plan for your life, really, and I'm not saying this because of saying it's safe, but I feel like God rescued me numerous times when I said, like, this is it. I, I just I just need to go. That's my <laughs> two of instances where I attempted and by the way guys i've been saved since i was in grade five so i'm talking about being a christian young person feeling i want to commit suicide so i know what it feels like um for me for me personally uh, (laughs) i got saved when i was was seven years old right so i've genuinely been a christian all my life and my suicide came in the three stages it came with just thoughts i started getting bullied in high school because i was really smart you know they called me the teacher's pet and i kept getting good grades and because of that i used to get right and then it went from just me thinking about it to me actually harming myself so by the time I was in grade 10 I was slitting my wrist and I'm not just talking about one and two cuts I'm talking about from my the top of my arm where my shoulder is where my shoulder is straight down to my wrist that that is on both arms that is how bad it was and then I, I was pushed to the place of actually, you know, wanting to end my life. And I did take pills, you know, more than one occasion, more than once. And it never used to work. I tried hanging myself and the rock bus, you know. So as that was the rock bus, <laughs> as Del said, wow. God was literally saying to me, no, no, no 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 and it it was so strong to be honest the enemy the enemy literally had me around his finger because i suffered with so many things emotionally and it is stemming from the same place of abandonment issues just like the rose i felt like nobody wanted me around right i was around at school i wasn't wanted around at home I looked oh, weird. I, I wasn't. I, I didn't look like the rest of my classmates. I didn't sound like them. I, I was just not able to fit in, and I felt so small. I felt like if I disappeared today, nobody would. Nobody even care. Like, yes. Nobody would even see. Honestly, and it took me. It took me actually, literally falling on my face, literally losing myself completely to actually overcome it and i thank god every single day for 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 just you know not giving up on me when i when i went to those places so i have too many too many 
so many experiences with that too many experiences been there done that cross not no, going no, back no. i think not to go back no. fighting not no. to go back no I get you sis and I mean thank you for so much for being vulnerable um, with that because <laughs> persons may see you and they don't know that you've been at this place because you are bubbling you always laughing always eating with you know Tanya and if you see Tanya the first thing you're going to see yep. is light the first thing you're going to see is just joy I was asking but people don't know that joy is creating a place of darkness and going to that place and actually coming back it's it's a miracle you know why because a lot of persons don't come back and a lot of persons are still at that place no honestly and that is why it is so important because like when i was when i was smaller my siblings were just being mean to me for being mean sake but i mind what yeah, yeah that way. <laughs> it came home a completely different way to me. Because I mean I felt like I was not I was not wanted around. So you see, that is why I'm telling that anything and everything can push a person to that place. And we have to be so careful with how we treat people. We have to be so kind and so gentle because trust me, what is joke to you is death to another man. Right? True. That's a word right there. That's a word. You're preaching to you. Understand people and, and stop being so mean all the time. And it is our culture. It is our culture as Jamaicans to make fun of everything, make fun of everybody, trouble everybody, and be mean. But you might just be pushing somebody over the edge and you do not know. So just be kind, yeah? If you have nothing good for say, you not have nothing good for say, shut up. Just shut up. Right. That's true. That's true. Honest. That's true, Tanya. And you know, I mean, we already spoke about what drove us to a point, and and I think a lot of persons would say, "Is it okay for Christians to have suicide?" You know, that's such a crazy I mean, question. That is like asking if it is okay for the enemy to bother us while we are saved. You are not. You are not. It's not like a bubble. You're not putting a safeguard bubble where nothing can touch you and oh you are safe from all the troubles of life. No, the enemy is trying to kill you. The enemy is trying to to shut you down. So he's going to go by all means necessary. And if it is that your mind is your weakest link, if he understands that your self-esteem is what makes you cry yourself to sleep at night, he's going to use it as a bullet. And that is just the truth. Whether you are Christian or unsaved, the devil, the devil are gonna play in your mind, and it is a lot harder for Christians because hey, we are not regular people here, and the devil don't want us to shine, the devil don't want us to be great. So of course it is okay. You are struggling, it is okay. What is not okay is for you to actually commit suicide. That what that is, is not is, okay is for you not to talk about it. That is not okay. Right? You, you are going to But I mean, does the church actually make a way for persons who have suicidal thoughts to really talk to about it? And I know you said this pre- um, previously that um, the church is improving right. in this area. But for like mega churches, yes. But how about local churches? Well, I've been um, to some who don't really understand I've, it. I've to seen, all that. I've 
I've seen I've seen okay. that 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 kind of atmosphere being provided where young people or people overall are given that kind of liberty to come forward and talk about it. You know, I've always heard that church is funny, but I've I've never experienced that personally. Every church I've been to and every congregation that I've been a part of seems to be very sensitive and very um supportive of those kind of things. You know, but I know that churches do exist that that plead the blood of Jesus and run upon the olive oil and stuff. Yeah. The, the olive oil. <laughs> that blank people. I wanna give you that to drink. Well, if you're not from Jamaica, um you got to yeah. see what we do here. It's it's a part of deliverance. Um but I'm very skeptic about drinking olive oil. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot there's a minister in the house. <laughs> Glory to God. I mean, we're not taking, but I mean, when I think about it, this is what comes to mind. I come to you when I say I'm struggling with that thought as a Christian. And sure, pray with me. I appreciate that. But listen to what I'm saying. Refer me, refer me to the to the, the right persons if you can't talk to me. But don't and this is just me. This is me on the matter. Maybe I'm not saved. Maybe I'm not saved enough. And I think Tana, you need to pray for, me for you, woman of God, honestly. But, but if you're going to come at me, I speak to you and I'm going to come at me with cloth and olive oil and water and olive oil to drink because apparently I need deliverance. I'm going to look at you and say, well, thank you. If I wanted to drink olive oil and water, bless that Rosebird. <laughs> I came here to show you that I'm struggling with an area. Pray with me, but listen to me and refer me to the right persons because you know what I realize happens is with deliverance, people will scream and they'll cry and they do all the antics well not antics but jesus yeah we you know what you. i mean at the altar but then they go home and and and, and reha- reality hits and they so have the absolutely nobody is an emotional too. reaction what happens after you're done rolling and crying and clapping and and bawling and shouting what happens after that after all you come out of that space has anything changed your life any different has anybody reached out to you after because that's what we have to pay attention to you know and i I mean i'm not bashing the church because the church has a lot of work to do and i think as church members we have to be that support system for each other everything cannot be the leader but I think we focus so much on Sunday morning services and and Bible studies and and, and, and choir practice and all of them good something there. But when it comes to person's soul, what they struggle with, what, what the problem is, we, we don't we don't tend to lend a hand. And, and, and when people when people try to reach out to us in that regard, we give them the standard Christian response to to everything. Go pray. Go pray, my brother. Go pray, my. I I know I can pray, 
and I appreciate you praying for me too but I need you to hear me out because I am screaming I'm on the brink of taking my own life I don't think prayer alone can really help me at points and this is coming from a young intercessor by the way so for people thinking that I am not saved and for people thinking that I'm bashing prayer I'm not but I'm I, 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 I'm, I'm both realistic and spiritual though that's the whole blend but blend because I'm a practical person when you come on to this I take it very seriously and as a church and I think one of the things I would really want to do even in my local church is to really bring awareness to these different issues that young people are facing because suicide is not something that should be played with suicidal thoughts should not be something that we throw under the bench because we think that people are just being dramatic about their life no it's not not this is this is this is a warfare against your soul okay i feel like i'm going very biblical now but that is is really what it is it is a warfare against your soul and and that's why we bring up this topic because both of us get them to a psychologist Mm. you know sit and talk to them praying alone Not, will not fix it honestly and you know i think we i mean jesus when he was here gave a great example um this is it's not completely related but no, it makes sense the word of context. god in the devil was that beat you I said, eh? I said, the word of mm? god i will beat you <laughs> i ain't doing no bad study nothing but this is what i get and i think it's a principle that jesus himself showed remember the time where um he's always working these miracles but they came a time when he had to pay tax right jesus did not pray so the tax go away what did he do? he paid the tax he paid it he sent the disciples to say go take a fish the money in the fish he was oh practical he could have easily pray and say, oh, no tax for us. But he was practical because there are certain principles. Some things are Some things that you can't, you don't need to pray. You need to, you need to seek help. You need to get somebody to get help. Sure, praying is important. But when you come on to these matters, you have to take it into your own hands. Because what do we say to a pastor who committed suicide? What do we say then? He preaches the gospel. He's he prays, but he commits suicide. The man Why? Real. And it is exactly. not, and that's the thing, you see, because because there, there there was, I guess, a taboo on it. People are not willing to come forward and to say, oh, I'm mm-hmm. struggling with this. His wife knew that he had some issues, but she did not know that it was that extreme. Not know. Yeah, because he, I think he he did not want her to to, to go through that he was going through emotionally. And remember, they had children as well. But there was a pastor before that who had serious. He was dealing with depression a lot. I don't remember his name now, but he was seriously dealing with. Let me see. I can pronounce it. I can pronounce his last name. Though, I'm there gonna was, say that. Should get biblical. You know, there are people in the Bible. <laughs> the prophets of God that struggled with Elijah right um people like Jeremiah like come on guys guys please this is not a this is not a suicide 
suicide is not just a mother day issue it's been around it's been around but we bring it to light now because we realize it's taboo we bring it to light because we think that at this point persons need to know and especially now that we're living in this kind of era where we're really isolated and persons who have you know mental health issues are by themselves a lot are, are prone to, to have a more suicide thoughts and prone to even committing suicides because based on the statistics suicide has increased because of covid people been in their house people be in the situation they don't want to be in that drive them to that yeah. place and so we thought it's important to talk about it no honestly like but far- I, I can't pronounce his last name go ahead i can't pronounce his last name, guys but i um let me see a time andrew um andrew i can't i don't know if this is not even last name it's yeah, andrew name. yeah he was a pastor but he was struggling with um with with what's it called depression he had uh, numerous panic attacks he had depression and he had suicidal thoughts and he was a pastor because he's still a human being and this is not new right this is not new. But what do you say to an unbeliever who may be listening now? That if a church has struggle with suicide, why me need to come in there? Me I struggle with the same thing too. They're not going to help me. The church is not um we're we're not free from from the oppressions that, that everybody else in this world experience. What what we have is a savior that reminds us that even though your present situation is, is rough, I'm here with you. And that's the difference. That's that's literally the difference. But but Tanya, how do you feel about the fact that um you have ministers who know this, they have Jesus but actually end up killing themselves? Like can you debunk that for me? Because I know a lot of persons are confused at even this. This is confusing. Uh, there, there are a lot of reasons why a minister would probably hurt themselves. You know, because it, it can stem from a lot of reasons. They're ministers, they love the Lord, but probably they have lost hope. Probably they do not believe in what they preach. So they're not they're not believing in what they preach about. They preach about hope and God coming through and but they do not believe that personally. You know, and I mean I, I kinda find it very, very discomforting when people draw this line between regular human beings and pastors. I do not see the line. Pastors are humans first. We go through things just like everybody else. We feel pain. We go through emotion just like everybody else. Right? We are humans. Everybody else. So for people to think that we are not even allowed to be sad is really unrealistic. Right? And it is it is full time that the church moves out of that circle of thinking that pastors are somehow in a bubble in a safe bubble when it comes on to trouble and and mental problems mm-hmm. it happens to anybody and it can happen to everybody right it's really just the mind as i told you guys it is the mind it starts right there the enemy 
turn to things it's called overthinking and you start to create all of these things and he makes it seem real he creates scenarios for it to look real it feels real this is what it is this is my life and it pushes you to a point of killing yourself because when you kill yourself you are killing purpose you are killing god's destiny for you right you are killing somebody else's deliverance because believe it or not somebody else's deliverance is locked up in your experience is locked up in what you've been through so when he kills you he's killing a whole bunch of other things and that is the enemy's ultimate plan right to not have god winning to not have purpose being fulfilled to not have his kingdom falling right so the enemy the enemy does not it's not like oh the enemy can touch the members of the church but he cannot touch the pastor no 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 enemy touch anybody and everybody god give him permission to touch is me so i mean that's just what i think personally and i i don't think people should look at it and be like oh they're a pastor they shouldn't be going through this they're a human being right and i promise you true should sit a day in the life of those persons you will realize the difference between them when they are on the pulpit and when they are home I promise you yeah. they are not the same persons just saying true true but i mean we're here we're talking about suicide and the church and pastors and everybody well let me ask you personally have you ever disclosed to a church leader um doesn't have to be a pastor that you know i've been suffering with suicide i thought what were what was their response i gave mine before so i just wanted to hear you um personally when i was going through what i was going through i did not disclose it to any pastor i didn't tell it to anybody it was just me and the dear lord jesus honestly i did not disclose it to anybody however i am currently uh, you could say i'm a pastor you know and persons would have disclosed those things to me and of course from from what i've been saying you know my response you know i'm concerned i'm trying to help them of course i'm praying and i'm asking god to give them strength and so on but apart from that i'm really just finding means and ways of helping them to understand that you know you are worth it you are supposed to be here you are not a mistake you know you are not a, a, a drop of grain of sand you you need to be here here for you to you are not a lost cause is it me so yeah but you see Tanya, as you talk about not sharing it with anybody but you you said that um sure you had suicide thoughts and then you started to 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 to, to act on those suicide thoughts um not 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 necessarily to commit suicide personally at this point but to right. cut yourself nobody ever said that i'm gonna ask so nobody ever said cut them by your hand nobody never start worrying nobody never seen nothing saw it and i'm not even going to disclose who the person was the first person who saw it they were fresh cuts at the time and the person put salt on it you know what salt does to fresh cut cereals you have to tell me <laughs> it burns because the cut is fresh wow. it's burning it hurts right? Jesus. so wow. I was being punished 
for hurting myself because I was called stupid. Why would you do that? Are you dumb? What's wrong with you? Is what I say? That was the response. Well, you see, that response shut me down completely. If even up to today, I love long sleeve clothes. You always see me long sleeve, but no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Yes. When I was I, young, yes. I would yes. wear guys, sweater guys, everywhere. Guys. Sweater every single wear. So no. Apart from persons who who would have probably caught me off guard, probably my friends and so on, nobody saw the cuts. But I mean, the person who did that to you were they even? Alarm? Did they? Did they try I know, to put me to like a counselor? I was, I was on the phone crying, and they were sitting there laughing, and that is how I was like, okay, okay, I'm not supposed to. Be. I'm really not supposed to be here. Okay, but I can't blame the person. I can't blame the person. It is the culture of Jamaica. It is taboo, isn't it? And 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 not everybody knows how to deal with it. And the person didn't know how to deal with that at the time. So I really, I cannot put that on the person's head. I'm just showing you that that experience, that was it for me. I did not tell a soul. I wrote in my book every day about hurting myself, ending my life. I did it every day. Nobody knew. I didn't say it to a soul because, hey, how dare you talk about that? How dare you, Tanya? Honestly. True, true. I think, and I think when you say it goes to culture, it's for real. But I mean, it's it's kind of sad to know that the evidence is there that somebody is on the verge of killing themselves. And Your response is to hurt them on top of it. I'm exactly. And you know what is so sad with this culture that we're so reactive instead yeah. of proactive. Because had if had that person said, uh, well. Let me bring her to a counselor. Let me bring her to a pastor. Let me bring her to somebody. Let me pray with her because obviously this is not normal, and okay. she needs help. If you had, God forbid, acted on the suicide thoughts that you said you wrote in your book and you died, the next thing would have been why me never listen know. to what? If me did know, me would have. And I think that, and I think. And I'm talking to parents now, and I'm talking to guardians, and I'm talking to persons who are in, are basically shepherds over persons. If somebody come to you and say they feel like they want to kill themselves, even if they're seeking attention, there's a reason why they're seeking their attention, and you need to pay attention. It it is not even a, a ten step, nothing, a one step. Pay attention. Be alert. Get this muddy and help. That's really discriminate. Don't discriminate. Don't laugh. Don't try to hurt them. Pant up and hurt them. They're feeling. Everybody's feeling is valid. You don't understand it, but it's valid. And if somebody come to you and say, "Yo, them think," the person doesn't have to say it outright. That me feel like to myself. But there are signs, the things they talk about, the things that they do, which I will soon talk about that they do that is off. And you say, Well, this is not normal. And funny, don't look normal, you need to act on it. It's it's really that simple, simple stuff. But Tanya, we, we also have to be honest because you have persons who 
who are faced with, with depression and suicidal issues and you will never know because they don't show any of the symptoms they don't show any of the signs nothing until one day you find them dead somewhere <sighs> I mean how do you handle that I mean when you can't see the signs and one never- thing is one thing when you can't see the signs and you don't act on and- the guilt today but what do you do when you don't see any signs the person will laugh and giggle and everything will go on good and then one day you're going to the room they might have on a ceiling or they're upon drugs or them shut themselves and nothing nothing there's not even a, a note that is left to say why what do you do with something like that and this is for persons who have experienced this and who are going through something like this right now and they just don't know how to process it what would you say to well, you know, like you those? know, to be honest, Jellerose, I I don't believe in 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 um people showing no symptoms. I just think people are not observant enough. Is it me? Because the symptoms are there. It's just for you to see them. Even if somebody is giggling and laughing all the time, listen to the way that they talk. Listen to the way that they respond to certain things. I had a friend that was depressed she was a a a literally what do you call it energetic bunny she was always happy always laughing i remember one day we were in the canteen and i said to her where are you going after you leave high school and she said this is what she said to me in the most in the most jokeified way that she could ever say she said i'm not going to reach that far and I said, what do you mean? She said, no, man. I got dead before that. And she said it. She said it in a jokeified way, Rose. But because I was in that same place and I knew those triggers, I stopped laughing. And I said to her, I said, you need to stop, right? Stop pretending. You don't need to pretend with me. And she broke in seconds. So literally, guys, if you pay attention and there was you should probably give them a list of signs to look for because some people are not brave enough to come out and say hello i'm struggling and i need help but i promise you if you look close enough if you pay attention you will see the signs that is so true and since we are right here let's let's talk about the the, the warning signs because they are they're right. very much present very much now if i mean to just pull it up pull it up yes so all right so some of the symptoms include talking about feeling hopeless trapped or alone saying they have no reason to go on living um making a will or giving away personal possessions and guys is this no is this no giving away (laughs) making a will okay giving making a will and i'm not talking old people who you know you know at that point need to start making a will but i'm talking young persons who really have nothing yet making a will <laughs> and middle-aged persons as well making a will making a will and giving away things that they're personal things that they love they say you know what i'm giving this away pay attention to things like those searching for means of doing personal harm such as buying a gun and I have to be buying a gun, but Razors. it can be. 
razors, it can be knife, it can be pills. Pay attention, guys. Especially parents. <laughs> Teenagers are very resourceful. And um pay attention. If you need to go into them room and just search when they woman up, say invade your privacy. But if you realize something is wrong with your child, do what you have to do. Yep. Do what you have to do. Do, do what you have to do. Search search your phone. What 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 am I look for when them phone? Search search your room. Is there a razor that not supposed to raise in the day? Is there a knife somewhere? They might take pill when the head not really hurt them. Why them have so much pill in them room? Look at those things. Look at those things. Look at what they they, they write on their social media That's page, me. things when they put up. Look look at them. Social pay, media. Pay yeah. attention. Pay attention. Pay attention to those things. If they might act out of the normal, what they must do, pay attention. Sleeping too much or too little. Some other parents, well, this can be yeah. any different reasons, but sleeping too much or sleeping too little, you're up overthinking or them, 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 they, they, they feel like their life doesn't worth anything to them, so I sleep without them to the point where they're actually dead. Eating too little or eating too much, Extremism. look for that as well. Engage, yeah. Engage in reckless behaviors, include excessive alcohol or drug consumption. Pay attention to it. And it can also be where, and somebody had shared this with me, I'm not disclosing anybody's name or anything, but they were at a point where they felt like they couldn't. And the next thing that came to mind was just to walk out in the middle of the road yep. like a truck. Don't worry Pay attention to them someday. Avoid social interactions with others. People, um, and the enemy does this. People isolate themselves because they don't want people to know they're going through something. They're shame. And a lot, a lot of persons who are suffering suicidal thoughts, even as Christians, they're saying, "Why am I feeling this way?" And I serve a risen God, um, who tells me I should live. Why do I feel like I want to die? And I know guilt comes with it. And because I don't want to be socializing with anybody else, especially from Christendom. Um, but this is the plan of the enemy to isolate you, to kill you. So pay attention to that. Expressing rage or intentions to seek revenge. Um, showing signs of extreme anxiousness or agitation. Having dramatic mood swings and talking about suicide as a way out. Now, Tanya, when I listen to this list or when I just read through it, a lot of it kind of mirrors depression. Right, right. But it's, it's not elsewhere. But we know that depression anxiety, one of the, the, the characteristics is suicidal thoughts. So we can understand why it would mirror. But guys, pay attention. It's not one but there, or you two know, things. You know, is, is, is like going up in my head right now. I don't know if you realize. What's that? But this is a thing that I think this generation actually brags about, you know, where people are like, I'm depressed and it's, 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 <laughs> it's like a, a showcase, you see me? It's like a, oh my God, I'm depressed. That's so cool. That's so amazing. And, and I think that is one of the reasons why it is somehow losing its importance because this generation is mm-hmm. taking it for a joke 
we are literally not we i'm not a part of the generation <laughs> but the generation is literally taking it for a joke their rules because people have symptoms like these and they're literally like they're glorifying it it's like so cool to be depressed it's so cool to be cutting myself it's so cool that i want to die there's nothing cool about that there's nothing there's nothing to celebrate about that that's true um and when i think about it that is true too and i think that's why a lot of persons are desensitized to it and a lot of persons just be like teenagers and, and young adults and even older persons are just taking it for a big joke really nobody not help. taking it serious yeah they can't get it but you see my my thing about it though kind of is if the person is doing it for attention there's a reason why they're doing it for attention and you need to to okay. um okay. to act on it so for me it's better you act and know that at the end of the day nothing mm-hmm. not never really goes so then you don't act something really goes so so that's that's my stance when it comes out to that because i know you have a lot of persons who think being suicidal or think being um depressed or anxious is something <laughs> cute but real people who face these not things don't find it cute find it demeaning they find it a big struggle they find it like their life cannot go on because they feel stuck because of these things that they're facing and nobody seems to understand or people take it for a joke so if you're one of those persons who just do it for the show i'm going to ask you to stop but if you really need help there is help there is help out there there's there's really help out there so those are a few of the, the the warning signs that people need to pay attention to because it can happen to anybody it can happen to anybody and you said something earlier about writing down your journaling in your book it brought me back to to 15 when i was 15 and i was struggling with suicidal thoughts as well i had a black book that um it was an old composition book that i used in high school and i threw out all the pages of notes and then i i I started to write in it. I drew in it and used dark drawings. I wrote suicidal notes to my parents and my brother and to my best friend, I think. I can't remember right now because I mean, I burnt it. I mean, I burnt it. I burnt it because these things take root when you allow them to after a while, especially when you actually got deliverance from it and i don't mean frothing on the floor but you talk through it you go into therapy or you go to whatever you have to go through get help i think it's symbolic or or to, to burn those things to just get them out of your space so that you're not allowed or entertain a spirit or entertain whatever had caused it to be there but i remember having that book and I hid it in a drawer because I never want nobody to see it. And I remember I had that duct tape over it. So I I, 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 I created an X with the duct tape on the front. And <clears throat> I would talk about killing myself. And I would talk about mm-hmm. I'm not worth anything. And and all that. I had it. I had it. And I, I would write in it daily or sometimes not daily. But every time I feel like... You know, I wanted to give up or I wanted to commit suicide or anything of the sort. I would write in it and I would degrade myself to a point where I made me look worthless. 
like wow wow i just mind. said that I yes mean, i have a favorite quote currently that i'm thinking about a lot and I, and i read it over every day and it says it's funny how the mind can play with the truth it's funny how the mind can take something that is true and pull it apart pull it to pieces until it looks like a lie it is crazy for the mind and it's like the feel of the man into a whole forest it is it is crazy it is insane so we have to times we have to because honestly only god can do it only god can do it but i mean i think we've talked a lot about um what suicide is in the church and i think we've really delved right. into the issue of it but no and the warning thing but no you know what we might have listeners who are saying okay i realize that somebody in my friend group somebody in my own house is experiencing um suicidal thoughts they don't blatantly say right. it but i see the signs how how do i approach somebody like this and um I think I want to to, to, to kind of allow persons how to, you know, educate them on how to really deal yeah. with something like this. Because, man, there is a right and a wrong way. And the person who threw sauce on your hand was the wrong way of dealing with this. That's- but there's actually a correct way of, um, of, 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 of right, dealing so, with it. Um, if you're in the so, US or if you are somebody who is struggling with suicidal thoughts if you know of a family member or a friend that you see the signs and you can say okay i realize that this person needs help there's a number here um in the u.s it's called the national suicide prevention lifeline and the number is 800-273-TALK so that's 800-273-8255 they have trained counselors available 24-7, right? So you don't have to wait till morning light. Any hours at night you feel like, say, yeah, give them a call. And if you are if you are residing in Jamaica, we have one as well, you know, and it is 1-888-NEW-LIFE. So that's 1-888-639-539. 'Cause it's toll free so you don't have to worry about did you sell online or take your credit? Right. <laughs> and provide for <laughs> <laughs> our assistance as well with um trained mental health persons who can help you to to be better and to feel better about yourself. So please guys, if you are struggling, if you feel as though you want to give up, please reach out for help. It is not the end of the world, right? And um, talk to somebody. Find somebody to talk to. And if you cannot talk to anybody, write it down. And if you don't want to write it down, Del Rose is available. I am available. We can get through this together. We can do this, guys. We'll start. Yeah, we're going to we're going to stop suffocating right. together. And healing has to start here. That's what we do. That's what we do. But for persons who... And thank you, Tanya, for allowing persons to know that there is ways to get help. You don't have to suffer on your own. But for persons who who don't reach so far, 
but family members realize that something happened something or something but they don't know how to approach the situation here's a few tips to say well here you go so talk openly and don't be afraid to ask direct questions such as are you thinking about suicide delve in don't go around the bush be kind with it but don't go around the bush so during the conversation you can stay calm and speak in a reassuring tone because one thing i realized and especially for jamaicans we are very aggressive when we attack like we don't pay attention to other person's emotions and feelings and especially with these kind of touchy topics you have to be careful because right. the person can shut down nope i don't want that do not want that right and you can also send the signal that hey a, they're being a bother and you want them to just be out so be careful when you're dealing with situations like this two acknowledge that their feelings are legit legitimate please do please do you may not be feeling it but they're feeling it and nothing else is it's most important in a conversation it's not about you it's about them it's about understanding where they're coming from and this is another thing if you're from jamaica um we, we, we shut down people's emotions feelings and as tanya had said earlier on especially with suicide and depression jamaicans will say to you why are you depressed for you're not yeah. depressed for why you feel like you want to help but you're idiot these are the things that will come out of a Jamaican's mouth if they're not educated about um, feelings. And even if it don't make sense to them, if it don't make sense to them, it's not supposed to make sense to you. But even though your feelings are not necessarily theirs. So be careful. Offer support and encouragement. This, this, is, this is important. To get somebody to come out of that space, you have to support them through. Because as I said before, especially the church is not a drop on the ground and roll. And then bombs are delivered. That's not how it works. Um, people will call you even after they have done frothing at the altar to say, I am struggling with suicidal thoughts. What you are doing at this point is you are encouraging them. You are completing the deliverance process. That's what you are doing. So when they come with you and say, well, I still feel like I want to kill myself. What you do is pray with them, yes, and we encourage it. But hear them out. Don't say, but me think I delivered yesterday, I what happened today. No. No. You have to help them through the process. So be careful and be kind and encourage. 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 Remind them that your life is worth it. There's something. Be, and be and be and be and be true with it. Be true with it. Listen and be true with it. And lastly, tell them that help is available and that they can feel better with treatment now you see in a jamaica yourself for the jamaicans on this uh listen to this podcast we know that therapy in jamaica is you know, yeah we talk about in our podcast it's like you are saying yeah. that it's them mad we spoke about it in our podcast mm-hmm. other day yeah yeah Jamaicans don't feel like you need to go to a therapist because only my people go to the psych- psychologists or therapists and also not only with mental health but overall Jam- black people don't go yeah, to the doctor unless something is wrong we need to break out of- <laughs> we need to- and ginger tea cannot fix mental that's health let's just make that we should clear that ginger tea don't fix mental health issues no See, don't fix mental health issues. 
talk about it. Hashtag podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, um, tell them that they can help is available. Don't let them feel as if they're alone. Tell them you can get help and if you get treatment, you can feel better. But with treatment, you have to have a support system. Because so, I can go to the psychologist today, but I only go in there one right. time in a week. What about when I'm home? So if you if you know you have friends and family who are suicidal, and yes, they're getting treatment. Be be the treatment at home. Be encouraging. Being kind at home. Call if they need to check up on Just them. Bring them out sometime. Laugh Just with be kind. them. Check on them. Check on them. Check on them. Because people have been going through things. That's not English, but people have been going through things. So the best you can do, especially, and we're bringing it back to the, to the, the Christian aspect of it. Call somebody and pray with them. Hear them out. Pray with them and follow up. Because it's all of us together trying to, 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 to get into the kingdom of God. That's all of us. And if your brother is struggling with something, then really and truly yeah. you are struggling with it too. You're struggling with it too. Because we're each other's keeper. And I mean, as the Bible tells us, we're basically a body. That every member, if one member hurt the whole member supports the whole body yeah. supports that it has got hurt. You have a bucket for why your head are hurt you? You have a bucket for why your belly is hurt you? I don't know if ever happened to you. Bro, are you being... But, <laughs> but it's true. So we're all interconnected. So as a, as Christendom and, and, and persons in Christendom, don't shun people who, who are facing suicidal thoughts or struggle with suicide at this point. Because it can happen to any one of you. It can hit home. Be kind. Pray. Refer them to whoever you need to refer them to. But be there. Be there and be supportive. Simple stuff. Simple, simple stuff. Honestly. Yeah. You could be saving somebody's life, guys. Please. Yeah, true. True. True, true. You can be saving somebody's life. So, Tanya, I am... I'm relieved. I'm, I'm no longer nervous, but I'm revealed, relieved that Same. we have this conversation. And I like it, it, it shot some light. And I feel some part of me healed because I that's, talked. I don't know for you, but I feel like I helped somebody out. And that, that's what exactly what we're here to do. I, I feel like I helped somebody out who was listening. Probably, to probably next week we should talk about suicide and relationships. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> Mr. the other day I see a video. Which video? Of this girl who um allegedly she wanted to commit suicide because her boyfriend had broken up with her and it was on video and all that and I was like, damn. Wow. I mean, wow. <laughs> wow. I mean as I said before, the slightest thing can bring you to the point. But when you're connected with somebody else, it's, I mean, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised because right. these things can happen. These things can... But we, we should talk about suicide and relationships. How do you how do you maneuver having been with somebody who is suicidal? mental health issues? Guys, tell us if that's what you want us to talk about next. Because, yeah. you know, let us know. 
we have a lot of we have a lot of things to talk about but i'm want to hear your views on it as well and don't forget to leave us a voice message if you've ever had suicidal thoughts or what's your views on christians who do have well. suicidal thoughts is it yeah so let us know let us know how you feel about the whole issue but we were we, we're really glad that we could bring this to light and i hope this helps someone out there really do help one we really want to make yeah. sure that somebody was helped through this so yay that's it that's it guys thank you for joining us on 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 excel podcast this week we we <laughs> we're triggered and want to come yay but i i feel like we did something yeah. this week and it, and it means it to somebody so thank you for listening if you stayed on this long thank you so much for joining us this week and um tanya do you do you have a, a tip for us this week i, I think i threw in this um, but do you have a tip I for us this week my tip for us would be like if you are struggling with suicidal thoughts if you feel like you are at that place in your life personally then um i would suggest that you reach out to somebody because believe it or not somebody cares right if you would just give people a chance to to help you to be there to be present then you'll see that people care so that would be my tip if you are struggling currently reach out to somebody because somebody cares and if nobody not care darling just link up with me instagram always open always responsive you don't know so just type it in you'll see my pretty face up there on the screen just inbox me i'll be there i promise and of course guys my inbox is also open um my handle is underscore madam underscore rose but if you type in my full name that's del rose delgado on instagram i'm the only person with that name i will pop up i will up all the way up and you shoot me a dm i always have my phone so send me a message we are here to help yeah that's what we're here for thank you for tuning in again guys so this is what exhale podcast where suffocating stops and as a girl and always girl until next week